Space Station. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Just a reminder, tickets are still available for Rebels of Disclosure, our third conference coming up this May 13th through the 16th in Grafton, Illinois. We're super excited about it. Uh, There's four-day passes, one-day passes, live stream passes available. If you can't make it in person, all the information is available below at rebelsofdisclosure.com. And we hope to see you guys all out there. If you feel at all compelled to join us, I'm telling you, it's always a blast. And and uh, we're really excited. We're really excited about it. And I want to take this opportunity to remind everybody, you can follow us. On, I, I want to let everybody know all of our social media accounts. So not many people know that we have a X account now or Twitter, whatever you want to call it. And we're on Telegram, Instagram, Facebook primarily. And if you don't follow us on Rumble, we do have a backup YouTube channel that we started again, but there's already two strikes on that. So who knows how long that'll last. We'll see how long it lasts. And yeah. then... uh and where else? Um, Apple, did I say Apple Podcasts already? Yeah, and oh, lots the, of the, other platforms. Right, and then uh, pay, our Patreon. If you guys Patreon. would like to support us on Patreon, it's only $5 a month. And our webinar, our next webinar is coming up this Sunday, actually, at 4 p.m. Central, uh, the Q Operation webinar. We're really excited about this one. We we put in hours and hours of research, as always, and it's turned into something really cool. So if you don't know much about the Q operation and you're really interested in to know more, I highly recommend. Um, we're covering it from all angles like we always do, and uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And that, that link is below as well. But tonight, we are joined by Nancy Timms, so she has incredible experiences, ET experiences. She's a former Department of Defense employee, which I don't know if that's relevant or not, but I'm going to ask her more about it. And we're just going to have an amazing conversation today about kind of what's going on, some of the alien agendas and misconceptions, and have her tell us and share some of her experiences with us. So welcome to the show, Nancy. Thank you. I'm proud to be here. Yes, yeah. we're, we're very glad to have you glad here. Glad to have you. Thank you. Yeah. So this has been a long road for you. You've you started having experiences as a young child, right? Yeah, my first conscious memories are around two and three years old, and um, so it's it's I'm a lifelong contactee with interdimensional and positive extraterrestrials, and the reason why I emphasize positive is because I have figured out throughout the years that. Other people were having experiences, but theirs were quite different than mine. So there is a big difference between people that call themselves abductees and people like me who are contactees. Right. Yeah. There's, a, there's a huge difference. So you were never taken without your consent is what you're Absolutely. saying. Absolutely. Yeah, I was I was always. Um, yeah. I, you know, like I said, this has been happening all my life. So through a process, these these things all it didn't happen overnight to understand any of this, and it did not happen overnight that for me to get to a understand a spiritual understanding and just the understanding of the purpose of it. There was a lot of times, especially during my teenage years, where I began to get scared because of reading what other people were saying and the simple fact that this was something that you could not discuss out in public 
around other family members or in school or just basically anywhere. I grew up in Tennessee and now I live in Mississippi. And this is kind of the Bible Belt of the South. And these are not topics that uh, go over very well. You get a lot of eye rolling and, uh, you know, mumbly things under the breath type thing. So I learned very young to suppress this and that was not an easy thing to do but i did do it (laughs) and um so i've had good and i've had bad but basically through it all as i got older and had a better understanding and with more conscious time that they allowed me and were patient with me and now i have a full understanding of the whole purpose and the differences so we can you know I'm sure if y'all want to ask me anything, you're more than welcome to. So we can start from there or I can just start from the beginning of it if you want me to. Well, uh, we'll just kind of jump around because it's, I, do, I do have some questions. Um, so you said there's a difference between, I heard on a previous interview, you talked about the lower rim extraterrestrials. Yes. And I never heard anyone define it in that way. It makes sense to me, your explanation. But for our audience, can you explain the difference between what you call the lower rim extraterrestrials and then the interdimensionals or extra dimensionals? Yes. Uh, well, I consider them interdimensionals. But the reason I say that is because interdimensionals, they come from different dimensions. We're in a 3D world and we only see what's in our vision line of being in a 3D world. And the, a lot of the lower rim extraterrestrials actually were, are within our galaxy. So I consider them a lower rim because they're not dimensional. They're like in our galaxy. We don't see them either because they're far away or because they can be, a, well, they can actually be dimensional, but not like the interdimensional. So Or just because, cloak themselves. Right. Or just cloaking technology, too. They can be invisible. Absolutely. There's not, I've seen them do that. And even with their craft or individually, they can, they can appear invisible. They can do so many different things. But the reason I say lower rim is because um, one reason why human beings are very unique and one thing that the interdimensional and positive extraterrestrials love about us is because they look at us like children and they see that we have lots of dna capabilities that have never really been activated and they also know that when we finally join together as one we're pretty much unstoppable so there's been a lot of negative lower rim extraterrestrials that have worked with different fractions of government, different elites, and different groups that want to keep humanity separated, for one, and also to keep us dumbed down so that we never reach higher consciousness and so that we never learn who learn our place within the universe and that we are part of the cosmic realm above us and that we are descendants of of extraterrestrials. So by keeping us separated, that's what they've always done. And this has been going on for eons and eons. And they've always known that at some point this was going to happen. But as long as they could, they were playing around like the little 
commanders uh, over us and manipulating us around like little puppets, um, keeping us uh, dependent upon fossil fuels, uh, having pharmaceutical companies make all these medications. And a lot of times these medications and stuff are not even compatible with our metabolisms. And also keeping all of our foods, our air and our water, everything has toxins and chemicals in it. And all these things were done to keep us dumbed down and keep us at a lower mentality and not reaching higher consciousness. So, but the, but now we are reaching higher consciousness. We are moving from our 3D world into fourth dimension. And when, when the interdimensional and positive extraterrestrials saw that humanity's consciousness was raising, they came into our solar system and through our galaxies in big motherships and came in big numbers. And they pretty much told these lower rim extraterrestrials uh, that have stepped over the boundaries of the cosmic realm of understanding that human beings are here on free will. They overstepped that boundary. And that would be one race of grays. And there are many, many different races of grays uh, of different heights, different colors, many, many different races. But one race decided they wanted to come down and tinker with humanity. And they work with the, some fractions of government and some elites and they came down and when they decided to do that they broke off from the rest of the grays uh so they were no grays have a collective hive mind consciousness so when they elected to overstep the boundaries and go over you know over the boundary of leaving not leaving us alone they were excommunicated by the interdimensionals and the positive extraterrestrials. So they are not part of the collective consciousness of all the positives or the interdimensionals because of what they did. Now, this does not mean, and I call them negative, but this does not mean they are not demonic. They are basically self-serving. They only think about themselves. They came here. They did what they wanted to do. And they could care less about how it affected a human or how a human, uh, anything about it. They didn't care. They were self-serving. And so they have no empathy for human beings. And they did not care where the other ones would not overstep those boundaries because they're not supposed to, for one. And they do care what we think. So when they got here in great numbers, they told these was a group of reptilians and a group of greys to leave humanity alone. So if you look uh, through your research and stuff, you'll pretty much see that most abductions and things were from the past. They have not been been occurring in the last uh, at least five or five years or something like that. Yeah. And right. well, that aligns with a lot of stuff I've been reading uh, about. Uh, especially like the Dulce base and stuff that happened there. Um, so the whole reason for the Dulce Wars, if you guys know about that, Dulce, yeah. um, New mm -hmm. Mexico or Nevada, um, New Mexico, right? I'm New Mexico. Sorry. New Mexico, yeah. Geez. New Mexico. Um, so the way it was described is that there was like, what, eight levels or something below the ground. And the bottom four levels, the, our military, our government didn't even have access to. 
So yeah. the ETs at, along the, these greys, along with apparently these Nordics, there was like a certain Nordic group with them, but they had built out and they were doing things in these, they were supposed to be, they basically lied to us about what they were doing in the lower four floors until there was like some kind of recon mission, reconnaissance mission. And they right. just, they discovered all these, uh, these catacombs of just human skeletons underneath yeah. the, the Dulce base. That it was like an offshoot of the subglobal tunnel system. And then they infiltrated and realized all the genetic experimenting they were doing on humans. They didn't realize the magnitude of it. They knew that they were doing some of it, but mm -hmm. they didn't understand the magnitude. When we found out, that's when the war started. But you're 100% right. Like, that's what primarily what they were doing. I mean, they were, I mean, abducting they're us. Self-serving. <laughs> far greater numbers. Well, yeah. they described them more like a drone. Like, there was no emotion to these particular grays. Like, they, they didn't feel anything. So, to them, it was just basically, we were just like a, a product, you know? Yeah. Well, they're biological. Um, I have been around lots of grays. The um, uh, and the there's three grays that always come for me to take me to craft or wherever they want me to be, and they are um reddish brown, and one is a female, and she is bonded to me, and she's always since I was born, she has always been, she always is the one that comes to get me, and takes me to craft, and what that what happened. Or what she is, is she's biological, but she comes across as being very robotic because she's task oriented. She has no emotions. And when she's telepathic with me, it's pretty cut and dry. There's no inflection. There's no emotion. I mean, they are just very task oriented. Um, but she is was created by the tall grays and the interdimensionals and they designed her and these other two with her that I don't, they don't even communicate with me to be honest. They're, they're just there. They always travel in threes and I guess they're like protection or I don't really know, but anyway, so they created her because the um, extraterrestrials and the interdimensionals have a hard time with the density on earth. They have that they, they it's they can do it, but they don't particularly like it. So they created her and changed her DNA so that she can do the back and forth. So she basically just does all the legwork and she's here on task. So when they're here on task, there is no negotiating. There's no even even I if, for example, if my son is with me. And I see him waking up because he's aware of their presence, just as I am, because he is an experiencer, too. And they will not allow us to go on craft or have our experience exactly together. Um, we could have it in the same night, but we do not travel by the same. We have different different escorts that do this and they keep us separated mostly because of the uh, mother-son bond and connection because if I'm worried about how he's feeling and and you know how what he's doing then I lose focus of the whole purpose of of my um experience with them or my, my lesson or visitation however you want to term sure. this and vice versa so if they come for him 
and I wake up because I'm so aware of when they when they're near. I know before they even get here that they're coming. And I'll raise up in the bed and start looking. And then they'll walk up to me and press me down in the bed and, and tell me telepathically, this is not about you. And, you know, now I understand it. But when I saw my two boys taken for the first time when they were very young, uh, they put me in a, a sleep paralysis. And this was not the three that come for me. These were three totally different grades. And they were about three foot tall. And they were gray color. And when I raised up, one of them approached me and pressed me down and said, this is not about you. And then and because I saw him them walking over towards my children, they sensed my anxiety and they put me in sleep paralysis. So I watched it from the corner of my eye, but I could not speak. I could not move. I could not do anything. And I was very, very upset. And for a long time, I was angry and upset. And I did not understand why they do things that they do. But now I'm older and I've been around it so much that I understand they were actually doing me a favor. One, they do not have the same kind of emotions that we have. And they don't understand it. And whatever we feel, they feel it tenfold because they feel everything we feel. So rather than deal with it, they'll tap, they'll touch you and and put you in a trance-like state where you're fully functional, but you cannot speak. You cannot do certain things. Or they can put you in a functional state to where you're just kind of like in a sedated state, but you're not but they can do this to you they can do a lot of different things but i understand now because of they don't understand these feelings so it's easier for them to put us in a relaxed state the only problem with that is when you get back and wake up you have fragmented memories where if you're fully conscious you know if you can go without the anxiety and all that stuff, then you can have the full experience. So, and, and they were doing me a favor. They could have easily taken my children and I would have never known it. And they could have, uh, you know, they could have done it differently, but the way they did it, I understand now because I, I even now when my son and I, if we're in the same place, I still, I can't help it. I worry about whether, you know, why, why can't he go? But now I understand why they're just not going to do that because they don't want to deal with the, um, the issues of a mother and a son. Now so, the grace, go ahead, Aaron. Oh, uh, so can you re reiterate what exactly were they doing again? You, you keep saying, I understand why they did it. What, what were they doing exactly? Oh, they came to get us to take us on to craft to have our experience. And uh, when we have our experience, for one, they're checking on us, our well-being. Mm. They're checking our health. They're checking the, our mentality. Uh, they're checking our consciousness level, checking to see where we're, how we're progressing and just all kinds of different things. So if we have a health problem, they'll fix it. If mm. we... Uh, if we have questions, a lot of times they'll answer questions. They pretty much know even before we get there things that we want to know. 
um, and I meditate and communicate with them every single night. So everything usually gets addressed. It may not happen immediately or anything like that because I, I don't sit around and pretend and say that I could call them. They're not sitting up there waiting on somebody just to say, hey, come do this, come do that. That's not the way they operate or the universe operates. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. So the grays that show up in your house, in your room, yes. they're they're just the ones that are coming to transport you to the craft. But once you're on the craft, do you see other beings? Other Yes. Okay. Yes. I see the interdimensionals, which are seven to eight foot tall. They are uh, humanoids, but they are definitely not human beings. They have some similar human features, but not, they are not humans. And the tall grays, um, they have a lot more personality than these hybrids that do the legwork. Um, when, when they communicate to me uh, or any of these uh, humanoids, any of them, when they communicate, it's always telepathic. But I can sense uh, male or female, and I can also sense inflection in their voice. In other words, if they're trying to be a little humorous, I can sense that. Or if they're trying to be, matter of fact, like making a point, I, I can sense that by the different tones in the in the way that it's presented to me but now that the female gray the the hybrid that's down here doing the legwork when she talks to me i hear it but not i don't hear like male or female i just know by her vibrational frequency and i know by my my bond with her and I, I have a love for all of them. I have a, a, a very deep loving bond and I know that she's female. Mm. Interesting. Would, but, would you call it, would these be like your star family essentially that goes beyond this lifetime? Is that why well, they're connected? Uh, well, after I saw my children taken and I was very upset and I had this happened at Key West on a vacation away from home. And um, we were staying at a Marriott on the beach, and that's where this all happened. So the next morning, my children did not recall any of this. So I didn't say anything more because they were fine. No harm had been done. And either they didn't want to talk about it or either they thought it was a dream or either they simply took that memory away from them. So anyway, when I got back home, then I sat down and started meditating and asked for face-to-face -face, um, contact and information. I wanted to know why this was happening. What was the purpose of this? Why? You know, why was this happening to me? Why was this happening to my children? So after I meditated, I went to bed. And later on that night, the grace came for me. And they took me on craft. And they took me before what they called a group of elders and these elders were interdimensional beings and there was a whole bunch of them i couldn't tell you how many but they i was in the center and they were like all around me and they were called a council and i asked them why me why is this happening to me and they basically what they told me was that i had made a decision before being born as a human being to be here, to come here and be here at this particular time 
And everything at that point could not be explained to me because we were nowhere close. I was in my 20s and we, you know, at that point, humanity was nowhere close to uh, even thinking of of disclosure. So they told me that I had made an agreement to come here and that it was my choice. And I told them that I, I did not remember any of that. And they showed me a vision of myself being in, in a theory, being sitting and waiting and the, and the communication of, of them with me explaining that I was fixing to go into my human experience and that when I woke up, it would be many, many years before I saw them and I would not remember any of this, but that they would be visiting me throughout my life and helping me to to recall and remember these things. And that's basically what happened. So later on, um, well, about a year and a half ago, a year ago, something like that, they gave me a Kundalini awakening. And when that happened, I did not know what that was um, at all. And it scared me to death. But I later found out what it was and what they were doing was opening my subconscious up into my human consciousness. Um, so I found out that I was an extraterrestrial. I was an interdimensional being and so are my children before we came here and we made a choice to come here and be a part of this big event. And basically all of us made a choice to be here at this time because this is the biggest thing that's ever happened to human beings since the beginning of time. So um, so that's basically what they explained to me, is that this is a, a pivotal moment for humanity, and certain ones of us have chose to be here and be a part of it. Yeah, I agree yep. wholeheartedly I with that. I 100% agree as well. Yep, you're spot on. Um, so you mentioned the people uh they took you up the top of a mountaintop and you saw the people of the clouds is what you called them oh i went they back in um september my son and i uh my son had they gave him some downloads and told him that we were to go to mexico and then they also came to me in some dreams and they wanted us to go to Mexico. So he bought us tickets and we got down there. And from the minute that we started the trip, this mother son trip, we saw them every single night they came to us. And again, that's how we learned that the three that come for him and they were not the three little ones that I had saw when my two sons were little, these were different. But we we figured out they're never going to let us have our experiences together. So they talk about him to me. They talk about me to him. But they it's they will not put us in the same thing. But basically, what they wanted us to go there for is they we got to Mexico City and then we took a a, a short flight over to uh, Oaxaca. Oaxaca, however, my Spanish is not good at all but anyway so we rode a shuttle bus up three hours up into the mountains and it was very primitive and was very cold and nobody spoke english and it was no internet no few people had telephones and you had to find a hot spot anyway basically it was also called the uh the people of the clouds because the uh, zapotex 
are an indigenous tribe and they go back, their language goes back as far as the Incas and Mayas and they're indigenous to Mexico. And this is on the Pacific side on the southernmost state of Mexico. So when we got up there, it was the most eco-friendly place I'd ever seen in my life. These people, some of them had electricity, many did not. But the ones that even had electricity, they collected rainwater. They had no running water other than the rain collectors. And they uh, did not have appliances. Uh, they cooked outside. They didn't have, uh, you know, all the fancy things or anything. They were very eco-friendly. So basically, they wanted us uh, to experience it. So when they came for me, they... I walked outside our cabin and they took their hands out and said, everything is alive. Everything is alive. And they like was pointing at trees and plants. And they were telling me that our planet Earth is a living being and has a consciousness. Our plants and our trees, everything is alive and is a living being and has a consciousness. And that trees communicate, plants communicate. And their consciousness is not exactly like the human consciousness, but they communicate. And the reason why we can't see this is because we're in a 3D world. But as we reach higher consciousness and reach the fourth dimension on up, these things will start, we will start to see these things. And they also explained to me that our, the fourth dimension and these things are not physical places. These are higher consciousness. So, and that is the goal is for us to reach higher consciousness and become more intelligent and realize that our world around us is changing, including our planet. She's going through her own ascension and she's changing and becoming higher consciousness herself. So they wanted us to understand that we, they love us. But we're just a very small part of what they love about our planet Earth. They see her as a living being and a consciousness, and they see everything on it. So when we start playing with weapons of mass destruction, nuclear weapons, we are messing with everything in on this planet. It disrupts the balance of nature. It disrupts our planet. It trickles into the universe, disrupts the universe because... We are all one. Right. We, are, we are to be connected. We are all one. And what happens to us and what we do affects everything around us. We have forgot our connection to all things on our planet, including our planet. We've lost our connection long ago. And a lot of indigenous tribes and stuff have always known their connection to the planet and to the nature and the world around us. So that was another reason they wanted to see the Zapotecs because they were on the verge of ascension and it fell through because their younger generations got more interested in materialistic things and uh, technology. So they abandoned their own people and left them there. And they are now a dying race because, and they were a beautiful race eco-friendly and was just on the verge of reaching their own higher consciousness like some of the other indigenous tribes that have done but it just fell through so they i guess they wanted they wanted us to see the impact that technology 
has to be used in the proper way. It is a man-made tool. Keep it as a man-made tool. And that if we would use it properly and use it to benefit all of humanity, not just a select group of people, but use it in the right way and us keep control over it because it is a tool that we designed, keep use our intelligence and be in charge that it can be a beautiful thing, but not if we let the wrong people or just certain people take over and and run wild with it. So Mm -hmm. basically they're just waiting for us to wake up and realize who we are because we have so many abilities and we can become so much greater by simply becoming higher consciousness. And these things will start to activate and realizing that these old ways of living no longer serve us. We do not to be, do not need to be lied to about our heritage. We need to know our heritage. We all have a little bit of extraterrestrial in us. That's what the DNA is. And we need to know about our planet. A lot of things, we don't know it, all the real things about our planet and all the civilizations that have been here. There's so many things that we don't know, but we are going to learn and we're going to wake up and we're going to learn. And these things won't happen overnight, but we'll learn through patience and time and higher consciousness. We will learn how to outgrow these old ways there will be no more wars there'll be no more diseases no more anything that no longer serves us because we'll simply outgrow it there will be no need for these things and we'll become better more positive human beings mm-hmm. and they're not here to take over or control they're here to sit and watch and assist yeah that was beautifully yeah. said and it seems like you Very got well quite said. the download from having that experience it was very beneficial and and it's really interesting that it gives you a new perspective because you can see what you get not they don't just tell you right you get to see see the results of what happens whenever you let this technology creep in and take over yes um yeah that was they're they're like i say they know this cannot happen overnight but they are very patient and they're they they know how to do these things so that it's not going to be like where you look at night and day or black and white. These things, the way they explained it to me is that these things will like, it's like a a butterfly coming out of the cocoon. It comes out slowly and works its way to gain its physical strength so that it can fly away. And that's basically what we're doing. We are coming more conscious and alive and we're climbing out of our little shelves and realizing our place and our connection with our planet and also the universe and our place in the cosmic realm because we're all connected. And by the time we finally get to all that, it'll seem like it's always been that way. It's never going to just be like black and you know what I mean? it's, It's a slow it's everything is done with intention and design, just like when we look at shells or we look at our bodies, how they were made. All these things were done very, very with real intention and pure design. So it, it will be the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so it's, it, 
it's very apparent that it's not going to happen overnight. And right. what's, what's interesting is like when, whenever I first woke up, right. And got into all this stuff, you always hear all these messages and channeled messages saying soon, soon, but then, you know, five years later, you're like, okay, soon doesn't mean soon. Like we think it does. Um, so, you know, at first it's always exciting and you think it's going to happen now, but you realize like there's a lesson in this, like there's patience. We have to, we have to take a step back and start working on ourselves and, and yeah. getting, getting our shit together, you know? Exactly. And, and instead of stop, we can't just want, want, want everybody else to do everything for us and disclose everything for us, you know? Uh, so I, I love your message. I think it's absolutely beautiful. Yeah. It, it's about us looking inside, finding out who we are, not what the world around us has created. I'm I'm Nancy on the outside, but what they've taught me is to look within the Nancy on the inside, our higher selves, our subconscious that knows all these things. So you look within and remember and a lot of this stuff, we already know. Mm -hmm. They've always told me, you already know. And they they told me, this is the way it is with humanity. We already know. We just have to, like, remember. And then what it is, is it's, it's spiritual growth, not choosing a, a specific religion. I'm talking about spiritually uh, becoming more conscious about who we are in our place and learning what we can become, you know, and, and we can walk away from these negative things. Right. And it's, it's amazing to me. I mean, they showed me how it all works <laughs> and, you know, and I know it sounds out there, but it is beautiful. It is so beautiful. And it's patience. Like you said, keeping patience, but we have to work at being better, learning to be more positive, Walking away from negative things, walking away from the TV if it's negative, learning to refuse to have those things in our life. It's right. a new way of thinking and a new way of learning to live, basically. Right. Yeah. Right. It's it, it's like rising above like all the, the political and religious. Yes. Like it, like those are almost programs, you know. They are. They they are. are. Politics and religion. And it's like, it's about like rising above and breaking free from that and understanding there's so much more. And those are all in place almost. Maybe they can be used as like an evolutionary stepping stone, you know, to pull us from mm -hmm. a lower level of consciousness out. But then it's exactly that, just a stepping stone. Except and, they're well, designed to keep you enslaved and keep you in well, the box. All those they're things designed. were done intentionally mm -hmm. to keep us dumbed down and right. keep us at a lower consciousness. But as we become more positive and we become more united, then this this spreads all over humanity and they cannot stop us. Right. It will not stop. You know, what's really interesting, you I, said it's they say that we already know all this stuff. Yes. We're just remembering I can't even begin to tell you, like just researching and doing what we do and my own awakening, it, the information that I come across, it should be shocking to me, but I know at a soul level that I, I already know this. And when I read stuff and I'm learning about it, I'm actually not learning about it. I'm just remembering it. And that's why it's so easy for me to digest because some part of me knows all this stuff exactly. already. Not not and like every little, good. right, it, not not like every little detail, you know, mm -hmm. but you like somebody can lay a concept in front of you and like part of you already understands it, it, it very in depth. 
but you might not understand the intricate details, but somehow you you can feel that it's true, you know, and it's really interesting. It's like, I remember that. That's why, yeah. that's when something resonates. I don't, I think that's what it is. It's like a remembrance. We're moving from beliefs to knowing because beliefs, you can believe all kinds of lies and you just believe that it's true because it feels good to you to believe it or you're programmed to believe it. The mega true, right? Just because you believe something really strongly and we're moving away from that to, you know, at a deep, deep level, you just know truth at a yeah. deep level and you know you who you are your heart you know right. that's the thing yeah. so it's, right. it's beautiful it really is and and what's so neat is like what i said we do know these things we do know we just we're just waking up we've you know everybody everybody across i'm talking about the whole wide world this is going to happen across the whole wide world all of us waking up mm-hmm. and realizing who we are Right, exactly. And they, you know, like it's always been about, I just saw a meme that's said it beautifully. Like they want us in our mind. uh, They they steer us away from our intuition because when you're not using your intuition, you're easy to manipulate. Yeah. And that's what this whole information war is about. They want everybody like externally grabbing onto all this information and second guessing and triple guessing everything and, and forgetting what their gut told them originally about any of the information, you know? Mm, Yep. And they're like, well, wait, what is this? What is this? What is that? That's in place to confuse you. That's what that is. Mm. And ignore it if you have to. It doesn't matter. You have have to walk away sometimes, you know, and I've learned to do that. You know, I've watched just some people want to just sit there and say negative, negative and see the worst case. And I just walk away (laughs) because everybody everybody has to find their own way. You know, not everybody picks up on this stuff as quick but eventually they will eventually they will they'll have to yeah because the world's going to keep going with or without them you know right. we're changing the whole world's changing and yeah and yeah. a lot of the conspiracy even the craziest conspiracy theories are turning out to be true like things that like like cloning let's just say like that's so obvious now like it's even rappers artists i mean everyone's talking about it. it's becoming like this crazy reality now you know, but but it was such a taboo thing a couple of years ago. And I think there's just a number of these things that people refuse to look at that are just going to become slowly integrated into our reality and things we have to accept. And it might not be the best thing, but it's understanding like everything is a lie. Like you said, you know, history is yeah. being rewritten. Basically. Like the, tra- yes. the transhuman, the transhumanism agenda. I mean, for years, you know, people would poo poo that as like crazy conspiracy theory. Now you have the World Economic Forum literally out there. Telling everyone, hey, we're going to edit your DNA and your we're, humans are hackable animals that we can now control and all this stuff. They're literally just out there saying it. They're not even trying to hide it anymore because, you know, in my opinion, they're that desperate. They just they're just throwing Hail Marys and trying trying everything they can. But they're on um, their last legs and they they're know on their it. last legs. Right. Yeah. They're on their way out. Yeah. Yeah. So they know it and they're scared to death and they're just flailing. Yeah, because well, they like being in control and they want to stay in control as long as possible. Because here's another thing, too. You know, when I say they're lower rim, well, from what I've been told, and I believe everything they tell me, I promise you I do. Um, we have the capability of becoming interdimensional ourselves, even with our like tweaking of our DNA and stuff. And with their assistance, because they are billions of years ahead of us in every single way. Mm-hmm. Our physics, our sciences do not apply um, in 
these lower realm that are no longer part of the collective consciousness, they are stuck in yeah. this galaxy. They, they cannot evolve any higher and they will not receive any assistance from well, any of the interdimensionals. That's why they feed off of us. Which yes. is why they're parasites because they have to parasite off of someone or something else. And they love the negative just, energy. They love completely that. right. They love it. They're completely disconnected. And they're like you said, they're stuck. They so can. that's all they can do to survive. So they're hell bent on just yep. creating a slave system that they can just keep feeding off of and parasiting off of. And that's what I have doing. a saying, be so nice that the negative people can't stand you and they'll they'll delete you. Right. So that right. just makes it easy for me. I don't even have to do anything. They get so <laughs> right. sick of my niceness. They they leave. <laughs> they right. They well, leave this is, on their own. Right. Yeah. I I saw this video. This guy, he was he's a professional troll for online. And I'm not joking. He had a whole room full of phones, iPads, computers, everything. And he would just go. He 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 was big, like being interviewed, and he said he would go and negatively comment on all these posts and disagree with people just to feed off of the energy. And he he explained it all in detail, like it was just so matter of fact. He's like, yeah, and he would sit there and say this horrible thing to this person who didn't even know this account just to start an argument. And he's just sitting there like loving it, like feeding off yeah. of it. Yeah, and like that's exactly what we're looking at here. Like exactly, it's, it's it yep. is, they're parasiting off of our consciousness in our energy but it's but it's not just like some of these trolls and some of these things that are in place like that guy i mean he has to have something working through him that's mm -hmm. needing that because that's not and a normal human uh, desire right 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 yeah. yeah it's it's really weird but i do know that um what i've learned is that i have set a boundary around me and regardless of what somebody says Sure, it may affect me, but I control my behavior, you know, mm -hmm. and keep my mouth shut and control my behavior because they I'm not going to let them take my positive energy away because that's all they want is to attack your energy. Yeah, mm -hmm. I see it happening a lot. And if you come down to their level, they got you now. That's it. That's, what, right. that's exactly what they want. You fall into the trap. Hey, you're getting, you took the bait. You're all like stressed out and they're over there just like bathing in your loose, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. It's crazy. So working for the Department of Defense. Yeah. Um, what was your experience with that? And th did you, you know, did you learn anything and discover anything about like the inner workings of our government and what their involvement is with all this? Um, I lived in Australia for like almost five years, a little over four. And when I got back to the United States, I applied for a job uh, with an apartment of defense and I got hired or I ended up going to, uh, Hawaii and I were I went to Schofield Barracks and before I got hired though I worked for three months for the American Red Cross as a volunteer at the dental clinic which shooed me in to getting a direct hire from the commander himself of Pacific Rim but um and I just did that all on my own and now I look back I realize I had help <laughs> uh you know the Everywhere I went, I was having experiences and I was learning things in life. And so actually, I got hired because I was a dental assistant, but I did get exposed um, to some 
3D imaging technology, which when I got back from my trip from Mexico was about the time when they had the um, Natsuka mummies down at uh, Mexico and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it helped me to understand about the 3D imaging that they did, that radiographs that they used in in their hearings and things like that. So um, for me, I could care less about who was presenting what. You know, I wanted to see the scientific, I wanted to see the x-rays because with those type x-rays, you cannot lie. You can tell um, there's a different basic x-rays. You take it and you're getting a picture of the front of something or the back of something. But with 3D, the way that they do it, you like say a bone, rather than being the out or the backside, you're going from the inside and you're seeing the whole thing, ligaments, nerves, endings, things that you don't see on a normal x-ray. So for me, I think it was a way for me to learn about technology and reading x-rays. And I do have a, a, world, a worldwide radiology permit through the military. And so when they present these things and they're showing these x-rays up on screen, I can look at them and I know if they've been tampered or tinkered with and so do these specialists that are looking at them too so right so that's you know everywhere i've ever lived everything good or bad and i've had bad things happen to me i've experienced the whole human experience of good and bad and but i do feel like everything was instigated by the interdimensionals because i had to experience everything that's happened to me to become who i am today and to know myself, the inner me, not the outside me that the world around me created, but to know me, know mm-hmm. me and my purpose in life and where I'm going after I leave here and all these different things. So, yeah, and I'm a different person. There's no doubt I'm, I'm a happier person and I. I love being a human being and I love the world around me and I see the world differently because, and I see everything around me differently because I understand my connection before I never knew I was connected to anything. Right. And I felt lost. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't a happy person because I knew I was missing out on something. Part of me was not found, but now I know the whole me and everything and I love it. Well, it's, it's like, you're not fulfilled. It's unfulfilling. And I noticed that whenever I used to travel, when I was, before I woke up and I would go on these vacations, these 3D, you know, lazy vacations, right? Yeah. Um, it, There was something missing. Like you're going to these beautiful parts of the world, but it was just, it, there was something missing. I'm like, this is, this isn't it. But now that I, tra- well, now when I travel, we're going to these ancient sites and we're doing energy work and like replugging in the ley lines and do, I mean, whatever. Like there's just, there's just such a. Yeah such a fulfillment it, it opens your eyes yeah. and you just really you see it, it you know it means it might seem so insignificant to somebody else but when you're in there out there doing that work and just it going to these sacred places and feeling that energy and being activated yeah. and that energy exchange it's like this is what traveling this is what i wanted to feel when i went to mexico not you know not the all-inclusive resort the pre-packaged vacation that's not a vacation to me no no but you know you were talking about how you you sense the energy and stuff that's the thing about extraterrestrials and interdimensionals for me it was never about what they look like for me it is the frequency exchange 
uh, we being um, human, we're on a very low frequency. So when we come in contact with an extraterrestrial or interdimensional, they're of a higher frequency. So I, that difference is very, very strange. And your brain does not know what to do with it. You know, you don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. So it took me a long time to get to understand it you know, what it is I was feeling, you know, and, and that it was because I was a lower frequency and it felt so foreign and strange to me. But now I've learned and grown into it and I am at a higher frequency because of them. You right. know, they would rate, I guess over time, they've been raising my frequency to, you know, to make me so aware of the world around me. But it's the same thing that you feel when you're around them. You'll know what I'm talking about from being at these great places. You'll get that same energy off of them. And it's a beautiful thing. What do you yeah. think it is? And what do you think the reality of the situation is of human looking extraterrestrials among us walking around that we probably walk past at the mall or the grocery store? Do you think that is really happening? They're, they're here among us in that capacity? Yes, I've seen some. And the reason I know that it is is because I can feel the frequency difference. And also they have a way of blending in and they can. Um, for example, I'll just tell you, I was at a grocery store shopping and I noticed this guy and I could tell he was totally dressed differently. He was totally stood out not being a normal person in the area but everybody around nobody else noticed it like i did and he was like eight people behind me in the checkout line but he managed to they everybody in line let him go in front and he got right up there with me because he knew who i was <laughs> i knew who he was but he was able to like i guess telepathically he was like can I move up, please? Could I move up, please? And they were like, oh, sure, go ahead, go ahead. You know, so yeah, they, they can blend in. And But they were not, he was not doing anything wrong. They just wanted to experience the human experience. We're very fascinating creatures. Mm -hmm. Very, We're very different. You know, we have emotions. They don't. Right. Things are very different. So yeah, they'll come down and, and see what it's like. What do you think the motive is behind them normalizing the UFOs right now and mainstream media? Like, like let's just take, for instance, the Super Bowl. I'm sure you probably didn't watch it, but my cousin sent me a text. He's like, I don't know if you're watching the game, but every commercial break is showing aliens and UFOs. And he's like, and even he came to the conclusion, like, he's like, I'm not into this, but it seems like they're trying to normalize it. They are. And, and then there's yeah. an app. I'm scrolling through uh, X today, Twitter, and then and an ad pops up for a UFO app, and it's like a UFO tracker app, and and it's just like they're putting it out there more than ever. But yeah. it, what is what I mean, do you what Lou do you Elizondo, think? David Grush, Chris Mellon, all these guys talking about it? It's all over the media. Yeah, right. I, I, this is the way I see it, and the, the way I understand it. One. They are here. They've been here. They are here in great number. And they are like putting love energy all around our planet. They are helping humanity raise to raise our consciousness to be better humans. And they are focusing in on it. 
and they are here. The government knows they are here. The problem is the government, because they've done dealings with these other ones that what I call the negative in the past, and because at one time they tried to do some um, exchange with governments, but the governments would not relinquish nuclear weapons. And as you know, they've come down here many, many times and turned these things off. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to allow us to play around with stuff like that because it's they don't want us to wipe ourselves out, but they love our planet and they love every little thing on it. And there's lots of indigenous people still here, so they're not going to allow that. So they are focused in extraterrestrials, interdimensionals are focused in on humanity. They're approaching humanity, and we are at the point where they can because we are all waking up. Right. So they don't have to go through government. They don't need the government. Right. They don't need it. Right, but do you think there's some kind of dark agenda going on that the media and the deep state is trying to like get ahead of disclosure and like steer us in a death? Right, right. They are billions of years ahead of us. There is nothing technology-wise to even come close to what they have. And the government knows this. But the Mm -hmm. government does not want to be the first one to say, we have no control over this, these extraterrestrials because that makes them look bad to other governments. Then we're like, well, we're going to listen to those guys and not you. Yeah, (laughs) so they're all at a standoff. Right. And I think they're waiting on the James Webb telescope to find something, and then that will be the way that the government will say, well, yeah, yeah, James Webb, there's life on right series blah 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 right and that they're they're hoping that that it will happen that way because nobody wants to take the lead apparently and nobody wants to answer to the 70 years of wise expression and all the bad things were done also but that the way that i look at that a lot of things are going to surface and a lot of people are going to be crushed shell-shocked it's not going to be nice but overall we are going to have to be a forgiving, forgiving nation or nations and realize that a lot of the people that made those mistakes and did the horrible deeds are no longer alive and realize that it was something that humanity, I guess, had to experience to get us where we are today and to know that we're not going to repeat those horrible things that were done. And I always said yeah. something I've realized I should say is that like the all the suppression of technology and UFOs and the existence of ETs, all of it, it's ultimately assisted us and aided us to, and it forced us on our own awakening journey, like our own healing journey. Because now, like if all that stuff had been readily available for us, would we all be trying to heal at a soul level? No, we would just be nonchalantly going about, you know, taking advantage of all this technology, probably in our ego and and there wouldn't be this awakening. Like it really forced us into an awakening. Right. So maybe okay. you're right. Maybe it like it had to happen. It was something. It does. And, and they these things happen. Everything that ever happens is done. And it's all done so that overall everybody will benefit the same, not just certain people, but we have to learn 
and look at our past mistakes. And that was part of our growth and mm-hmm. part of how we're going to become the humans that change the world. We're going to be the generation that made the change. And I think we'll go down in history as being the generation of disclosure, the generation that woke up and learned how to better serve humanity and future generations of humanity because of these things. And this is all of us. All of us are doing it. Every single one of us are a part of this. And we all, from everything in my heart knows, we all chose to be here at this time. And we're all a part of it. This is all of us waking up and we're changing the world around us. And our world is changing. And and she's gonna work with us more and more because she's she's been waiting on us too, you know, Mm -hmm. our planet. Yeah. 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 I I agree. I agree. And I I think I I I think you're right. Like we're all part of this shift. We are here to change it. And it's pretty I mean, it doesn't seem like it, right? So we're just doing a podcast, right? No, and you're it, doing more than that. You're I know. waking the world up. <laughs> I, but that's where I was going. Like, it doesn't seem like, like, I'm just sitting here doing this every week. It doesn't take a whole lot of effort. It takes, you know, it takes work, but it's amazing. But it's like, it's a proof that you don't have to work as hard and you can still make such a difference, right? Uh, and it's it's really all about, like, what you're sharing and, you know, not how much or the, you know, the quality of the content, but what you're actually sharing the information, yeah. you know, it all, it all works together and it expands because of the, of the truth of it and the goodness of it. It will expand and grow and grow and grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and I think you're right about the government. Like, I think what they're doing right now with this this CFO like normalizing it. I think they're trying to get ahead of the narrative. They know it's coming right from all yeah. these, they know, and they're scared yeah. of it, but if they can get the, the, if they could get the story, they could get a hold of the story and tell you, this is what's happening. It's before they can tell us before the interdimensionals mm-hmm. can tell us or whatever, yeah. but it's not going to work. It's obviously they're, they're literally delusional. I yeah. mean, sociopath delusional. Well, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it, I think that it's kind of like, the story got too big and they don't know how to go backwards and try to fix it all. Yeah. If that makes any sense to you. You know, there's so much damage. Right. You know. Well, in the uh, Sands of Times books, the Sean David Morton books, it's a 40 years in the shadow government. It's an inside story. And amazing, and amazing books. Amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so but good. one of the things they talk about, it, it starts from the forties and comes all the way current, but they they're talking about a time when before the internet and they're having conversations about how they're how much harder their job is going to become once the internet hits the scene this is back then obviously because they they had it pretty much wrapped up they knew how to keep it secret and they knew how yeah. they knew how to control the, their disinformation programs and all that stuff but mm-hmm. the internet like they still even when the internet came out they still you know they were they could they could play whack a mole and they could keep it under control, but now they can't. Now no, they, they can't. can't. Now they don't. It, mm. it can't move fast enough, you know. And they're uh, still trying. Yeah, they're still trying. <laughs> yeah. They're still deleting yeah. YouTube channels and Facebook profiles and. Well, right. there's no question in my mind. Disclosure is going to continue, and it doesn't matter what these governments do. It's it's happening. It's happening all around us. And anybody can see it, and they know it. Or we wouldn't be seeing it on the 
right. football game commercials eight times, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. And yeah. And obviously, like you said, so many that, more people are open to it now and curious about it than ever before. Like, like you said, like 50 years ago, you could hardly talk to anyone about this without being either ridiculed, laughed at, or told it's demonic or just not interested, just plain not interested. Right. Well, now all these people are suddenly interested. They're like, wait a second, there's something to this. They're starting to pay attention. They're starting to get curious and interested because they know they're it's real. They know that it's real. Like we're waking up. We know that yes. it's real. There's something to it. And it's very important. It, it's not the most important thing. You it know, is like, important. There's life here that's from elsewhere. Like that's the most important, you know, come it on. It is. And we, you know, we are very lucky to be alive at this time and experiencing this. It's amazing to me. It's amazing. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. It is. It is amazing. And it's, but what's also interesting and concerning because we see a lot of the pushback from the other side right now mm -hmm. and the, the, the open satanic rituals and like it's in your face. And it's like they're trying to recruit as many people as they can under their team because they know the split's occurring. But one thing I notice about this satanic information is there's information out there now that claims that all ETs, all the ascended masters, everything that anything organic that we thought was organic was all created by the Satanist and it's not real. Don't believe it. You know, read your Bible, the end. Or it's all or it's all demons. Or it's, it's all yeah. demonic yeah. and evil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and people yeah. out there, smart mm, people are pushing are pushing this. They're like, there are they're they're, they're like the Syrians, the Pleiadians, the Arcturians, the Dramanans. That's all demons. They're all created by the Satanist. Here's the paperwork dating back to whatever year. It shows how they created it. I'm like, if they there's ever the if proof. there's if there's ever yeah. a psyop or or an example of disinformation, that's it. Because wouldn't they love for us to believe that they're responsible for all of it? Yeah. They would yeah. love to, they would love those Satanists would love for us to believe that they created the Andromedans. They created the series, the Pleiadians, the ascended masters. They're, they're, they're so powerful. And then when right. people believe that they did create all that stuff, they're only giving them that much more power. It's like, how right. do you they not would, see it? Yeah. They love for you to believe that. Right. Like you said, that's yeah. Exactly. And they love for you to believe that they're the, that the cabal, the Illuminati, whatever you want to call it, is this all powerful, all powerful group that can do anything and you have no power. It's the exact opposite. We're the ones with the power. Oh, we're we are. Giving and, the, and, we're the ones giving we them unite, that. When we unite. Right. Oh, game. No stopping over. us. Game over. Right. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I've been told. And that's what I, I, I say it. And I've seen visions of it. It's it's there's no stopping us. And you know this reminds me of something. So the the solar eclipse is coming up, yeah. and they're and they're already predicting historical cloud coverage on the day of the eclipse, like months in advance. Like they're putting it out there already. But that obviously we know they plan on spraying that day for whatever reason. But I'm like, okay, what if we just did some type of mass meditation? And cleared the cloud coverage or cleared whatever aerosol they're spraying and, and just, you know, set the intention. Like anybody listening to this right now, maybe we could do some sort of meditation or just even like once a week, we can do something up until that point just to see if we can get a sunny day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be interesting to, to try. Yeah. Well, there's the, the have you heard of the Maharishi effect that was, that's been proven where, what was it like 7,000 people all meditated for world peace. And at the exact time they meditated, it was the the statistics of crime went down by like 75 percent all these things went down by 75 percent 
and they 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 uh proved that it couldn't have been like any other factor other than that and oh, that's I not that. and that's been proven over and over and over again like scientifically this this right. is real like we we affect we're all one like you said we're all connected yeah and our consciousness affects everything else outside. and also when they when extraterrestrials you know when we start the higher higher we reach we vibrate and give off a frequency and it vibrates around the whole planet and they see this mm-hmm. and when they see this they will help us Mm-hmm. because that's all they're yeah. waiting on that's exactly. all they want exactly they know they know we have the power within us yeah. we're just we've just been manipulated and the second we wake up it's game oh they know that and they're they're and supporting us from the sidelines so to speak and they're they're making sure we're not going to wipe ourselves out or or no one else is going to wipe us yeah. out of the planet but they're but they're like you guys you're doing it come on like yeah keep going, you like- know they're on the yeah, sidelines. Well, <laughs> exactly, they exactly. know they know people are going to get sick of working their forty-hour job and paying tax. They, the people are going to mm-hmm. have enough. Like they're they're going right. to hit a boiling point. It's just going to happen. Well, we shouldn't right. be living like that. And those things can no. change. And again, not overnight. But we should be. You know, if we do technology right, technology can do a lot of our work, and it will benefit everybody. And then we can enjoy being. Anywhere from being in our young childhood to young seniors to older seniors and not have to worry about all these having a social security number, paying taxes and all these things, because there is no such thing as time with interdimensionals and extraterrestrials. There is no such thing as currency. You know, everything that we ever needed is here on earth we don't need pharmaceutical companies we every every plant there's plants here to cure everything and either they're sitting on it which i think they are and they are manipulating us to keep us because they can't make money off of healthy right and intelligent human beings so to keep us dumb and sick and dying and we don't even get to enjoy being by the time we retire most people are disabled or sick spending 80 percent of our time working a job that we hate just to make ends meet and survive and we don't that's that's not how we were designed and that's not that's not the future for humanity at all and and it won't happen overnight but we will change into these things right that that whole retirement it's a retirement trap. It's not a retirement. It plan. is. It's it not, is. It's not right. planned. It's a trap. You know, it's a trap, right? Yeah. We will finally have our freedom. Yeah. We've never had our total freedom. Well, think, uh, you know. Right. Yeah. Think exactly. about think about what the retirement plan does to somebody. It's like, man, if I work so many hours this year, yes. And, and I work, and you know, if I work so hard now, and when I'm 55, they did what? Did they just move the age, the retirement age to 70 now? 70, they moved, yeah. They moved it to 70. So when I'm once I'm 70, I can Last finally 10 relax. To 15 years of my life, I can actually enjoy. It's, yeah. It's like, well, what about what if you what if you just live your life right now? Look, why don't right. we start thinking that way? Like, why right. let's travel now and do all the stuff now while we're young? And that I started doing that. I quit my job in 2019 with no plan. And the universe took the wheel and all these opportunities showed up that I would have never even imagined. And I'm here doing it and I don't even know how it's possible. Like yeah. the way I live my life shouldn't be possible, but I'm doing it. And, <laughs> and it's right. amazing because yeah. I, I had to, I made, I made that leap, that leap of faith. Like it's a real thing. It is real. And and that's the way of the future is we need to be enjoying our life. Our life, 
our lifetimes are very, very short compared to any other beings. And they want to help us with that. We right. can live yeah. longer and, and we can live at, without all these diseases, without wars, live at, and happiness. We're, you know? we're supposed to be living way longer. We're designed to live. Yeah. Yes. Hundreds and hundreds, and hundreds of years. Not, we do not need pharmaceutical five. companies and we do not need uh, mm-hmm. oil fields and all this stuff. I mean, no. we have we have all these things are at our are here but they've been suppressed and and kept from us right. to make us manipulated and dependent upon them so yep. when i say them exactly. i mean the bad guys yeah right right and you mentioned exactly. like they're just all like they're kind of waiting for us they're just kind yeah. of waiting for and that's what happened with me when I, i'm only going to share this story because it helped i've, I've noticed every time i share it it's helpful people enjoy yeah. it so uh, when I quit my job, like when I knew like every day it was just sucking my soul. Like it'd be, it was really a soul sucking job and I wanted to quit, but I didn't know how I didn't know how I was going to make ends be. I just didn't know. And like all these synchronicities kept showing up until one way, one day it was hilarious. Like so many synchronicities were like, okay, this is like, this is the final sign. If I don't do something now, then I'm never going to do it. Right. And I made the decision right there in the middle of the day at work, I was in construction and uh, I made the decision in the middle of the day. I'm, I'm quitting. And I literally text my boss. I was like, hey, can we uh, meet for lunch? And I want to talk. And he's like, well, why don't you just tell me now? And <laughs> I knew I was going to just tell him. I was just going to call him and tell him I quit. I had made the decision. It was so solidified in my mind. And as soon as I made that decision, I got this vision. I was never expecting this in a million years. I got this vision of like my guides basically standing around like a crystal ball, you could say, watching yep. me. And they were celebrating like, like somebody just won the Super Bowl. Like yeah. they were, they were like, like, oh my God. Like I can imagine them up there be like, oh my God, is he doing it? Oh my God. Finally. Holy shit. He's doing it. Yeah. And just like jumping up and they were hugging each other and they just showered me with this like blissful love energy that I can't even describe. There's nothing to compare to. And I started, I broke down in tears on the job site. And luckily there was like a bathroom to hide in. Cause you know, you're not yeah. crying in a construction yeah. site. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like bawling my eyes out because I could, I saw this vision and, and they just showered me with all this love to let me know that it was okay. And like, yes, this is the right decision. And I made the phone call and it was so easy and I quit. And like a couple That's days, amazing. a couple days later, this amazing opportunity showed up that I would have had to say no to had I had a job, but I didn't, right. you know, and, and it was just a whole beautiful journey. And you've been fine ever since without yes. that job. Sometimes it's, it's just simply a leap of faith and, and trusting in yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's an amazing story. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not telling everyone to just go quit your job. Like, no, no. we're not all in a position. Well, I, I happen to luck, luckily be in a position where I could. Yeah. And, you know, trust the yeah. universe. If that, if that's what it, you've been, I think that's led to do, then do it, but, it, but do it in a way that, you know, is, yeah. is the right path for you. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Nancy, this has been a beautiful conversation. I know, I love it. I could talk forever. <laughs> yeah, this, this has been Same. this has been absolutely wonderful. Will you please let our audience know um, where they can find you? If you have anything to offer, please uh, share that now. Yeah, um, my website is timefordisclosure.com. And then I have Facebook group. Uh, and I belong to a lot of different groups. I, I belong to a lot. And I um promote all of them you know because they're all great and i think they all work together we're all working together to 
help humanity reach higher consciousness and for us to be better human beings. And we like to keep trolls out of the room. So we all, you know, want to keep good, positive energy. So, um, yeah, the my Facebook group is time for disclosure. We've never been alone and we are the disclosure. And I truly believe we all are the disclosure. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, we are. Yeah. we are. We are. I mean, we've been disclosing this stuff every week for five years now. And that's how it happens. People aren't going to learn from the TV, mm -hmm. you know. So um, thank you so right. much. This has been a lot thank of fun. You. And we just want to yeah, remind... You. Everyone listening to us, for one, thank you all for the, the support and everything yes. since we've moved over to Rumble and all the new people who jumped on our Patreon. We cannot thank you enough for all the overwhelming support. And um, if you feel compelled to join us at our conference uh, in May, May 13th through the 16th in Grafton, Illinois, rebelsofdisclosure.com. Those tickets are still available. That link is below, and we'd love to see you there. And don't forget our Q Operation webinar is this Sunday at 4 Central, 5 Eastern, and that will be a uh, Patreon exclusive. So it's only $5 to sign up, but um, it is interactive and there's a chat you can join. And we're really excited to share everything we've learned and found and uh, rediscovered. It's been a lot of fun diving back into that information. And uh, I think you guys will be really happy with what we put together. So um, is there any last words from either of you guys before we wrap this up? No. <laughs> yes. Thank yes. you so much, Nancy. You're 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 an inspiration. Thank you so much for thank you so us. much for having Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. We love you all. Good night and have a great evening. Yeah. Good night, guys. Another turning point, a fork stuck in the road. Time grabs you by the rest, directs you where to go So make the best of this test and don't ask why It's not a question but a lesson learned in time It's something unpredictable but in the end is right I hope you had the time of your life So take the photographs and still frames in your mind Hanging on a shelf in good health and good time Tattoos and memories and dead skin on trial For what it's worth, it was worth all the while It's something unpredictable, but in the end is right I hope you had the time of your life But in the end it's right I hope you had the time of your life It's something unpredictable But in the end it's right I hope you had the time of your life Actually, 
I was quoting Sherry. That's the, that's the last time Brad will ever quote me. <laughs> Hey guys, we hope you can join us this year at the Rebels of Disclosure Conference in Grafton, Illinois at the Pier Marquette Lodge and Conference Center, May 13th through the 16th. As you can see, we have tons of fun. We've made some great memories and we just wanted to take this opportunity to extend the invite to all of you who've never been. It's so much fun and it's so important to connect with Soul Family and we just really look forward to seeing everyone out there. Yeah, I hope to see you all there. It's a blast. Um, it's really something that you have to experience to uh to know how amazing it is and it's so much more than just the speakers um it's just it's an amazing time and it's amazing uh to connect with soul family so we hope to see you all there and all that information is below at rebelsofdisclosure.com so grab a ticket and join us we hope to see you there <laughs>